を祈っていいですか Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a review on Angels of Death, or Satsuriku no Tenshi. And Satsuriku no Tenshi, the ONA, technically, because they did 12 episodes for summer 2018, and they did like four episodes for、uh, fall. So it's about 16 episodes. So it kind of fell outside of the realm of summer. So I decided to go ahead and review it on its own because. I got to about the 12 episode point, and I thought that's where they're going to cut it off. And then they decided to go on four more episodes, and that's where it technically got good. <laughs> so I'm like, I technically want to finish this. So, yeah, I think I'm probably not the only person that I know of that actually finished this show because、um, there's a lot of tension around this show for some reason. So we'll, we'll get into that, though.、Uh, this is a show that unfortunately、um, Chris did not join me with. This is one that I kind of decided to watch on my own. And、um, was going to give him a, a thumbs up or down if he wouldn't you know, continue it. But I don't know that there was anything in there that he would be especially drawn to. Oh, you mean, did, you mean Rachel didn't get cuter? It got, he, she did get cuter towards the later part. Cool. So that, that's the kind of the redemption thing that comes in there. But that was one of those things where you're like, do you tell somebody to watch something when it gets to their liking 12 episodes in? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole stipulation about Final Fantasy XIII. It's good. After such and such hours, that, which makes it terrible.、Uh, I didn't follow that. But anywho,、uh, Angels of Death. This was a show that, again,、uh, ran for 16 episodes technically. It was premiered back in summer 2018 and done by studio JC Staff. The source is a game and the genres are action, or sorry, adventure, horror, psychological, and thriller. And this one follows Rachel Gardner and she wakes up in a, some sort of facility. And she's quickly greeted to a guy named Zach who has a giant scythe and tries to kill her. She flees from him, ends up running into another psycho on another floor of this particular building or facility named Danny, who is obsessed with her eyeballs and wants to take them from her. And then Zach shows up and stabs Danny. And it gets really crazy after that point.、Uh, what kind of flourishes from this kind of interaction with this guy named Zach that has this gigantic scythe is that Rachel makes an agreement with Zach. Because、uh, he's kind of, he seems like he's dumb. So he wants her, who he thinks is smarter than him, to figure out how to get off of, out of this facility. And in return, Rachel seems to want to die really badly. She has some kind of trauma in her past that is making her just not wish to live anymore. So she wants Zach to kill her. And she doesn't want to kill herself. You would think, well, why didn't she just kill herself? She doesn't want to kill herself because she believes in a, in a God that would, be,、uh, would see her killing herself as sinful and thus bad. So she wants somebody else to kill her. So that way, for some reason, that wouldn't be technically suicide. But I guess in, in some people's belief, that's technically suicide in itself. But putting that aside,、uh, so they create like, this kind of teamwork going on where if she finds out the way to get to each one of these floors and get out of this facility, He will, when they get out of the facility, he will kill her. He's agreed to do that. And so you kind of join them as they go to each one of these floors, end up running into somebody that usually is kind of heading that floor or controlling that floor, and then get to the next floor and the next floor until they are, you know, of course, trying to shoot to get out of this particular facility. And all the while, you're kind of learning about、uh, Rachel, you're learning about Zach, you're learning about each one of these different、uh, floor bosses, so to speak. I guess the thing that I need to get out of the way is that this is technically. Uh, a story that was in a game. And this game was a 
game that was made with RPG Maker, like, bare bones. And so quickly you can kind of get a hint at this kind of feel of it being a game just because it really does feel like, okay, here's the floor. It feels kind of slow at certain points, which I think is probably the points in the game where they probably had some kind of puzzle that they had to get through. And so those puzzles feel like they draw the show out. Um, but it does really feel like it's got a boss kind of thing going on where you're going through a floor doing puzzles. They're escaping from all these different traps. They're getting some storyline. They're getting the story of the bad guy. And they move on to the next floor or the next level, so to speak. Angels of Death. I think this was a show that early on I was pretty hot on. Like I was like, this is a show that has a great art style to it. It's from JC Staff. It looked exactly like their previous, I don't know if it's exactly the previous work, a previous work they did, which was uh, Children of Wales. I watched that show, and I love the artwork as well. So I had that kind of same aesthetic in this show, and I really liked it. And on top of that, it was it was kind of, it had a sense of um, eeriness, uh, some tension going on that I don't really ever see in anime horror. It's a definitely a different anime thriller than I've ever seen before. Usually, anime thrillers are just blood and guts in your face constantly. Uh, they don't try to give tension. They just throw the violence at you quickly. Uh, almost like they're too afraid of jump scares. And this show just kind of knocks it out of the park when it comes to kind of that suspense, which, like I said, I don't really ever see in anime. Um, but unfortunately, it got quickly repetitive early on because as we kind of mentioned in the first impressions, it the dialogue is literally, you're going to kill me, right? Yeah, I'll kill you. Let's get out of the floor. You're going to kill me, right? Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Let's get off this floor. You're going to kill me, right? Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Just wait until we get off this floor. So it's like this constant, they're, they're, the chemistry between Zach and Rachel, which were most of the show, unless they confronted one of these uh, these different citizens of different floors, their dialogue was very minimum. And it made sense because Rachel... Early on, you notice that she's just not right. There's something wrong in her. She's monotone, I guess, very emotionless, soulless doll kind of type character. And you obviously know this because something bad happened to her past. You kind of keep little glimpses of, like, a person hanging or whatever. And so it, it really rubbed me the wrong way of how the camera sheet just wasn't working. These these two characters just weren't working. Plus, Zach had that, that crazy Bakugo laugh, like you've seen in... Um, uh, magical, magical, no, um, magical sight. In the same voice actors and that one, the brother, and he had this crazy laugh that is just, it's way unsettling. And I guess that's to his credit that he can pull off an unsettling laugh, but it, it's unsettling. Uh, so I, I, I was kind of bummed about this show, I, but I kind of stuck with it. It wasn't until probably they had the face off with Kathy that the show kind of clicked for me. And I just kind of stuck with it after that point. Not to say that it got great after that point. It's just it, it was doing something that it was keeping me entertained. And that was just kind of the the element of here's a lot of really screwed up people all kind of trying to compete for some particular reason. There's some kind of experiment going on. And these people are just at each other's throats trying to decide who's going to be the judge, who's going to be the jury, who's going to be the the winner, who's the the victim, who's the the serial killer, all this kind of stuff. What is Zach's past? Watching Zach get absolutely furious, or furious when Kathy is pointing out his past, and Rachel not even discovering really any of it. Um, and it, it kind of continued on with that, just kind of okay. 
until it got to like the later points where it seemed like Rachel was sort of start, starting to get some kind of personality going with her, which helped in the chemistry between these two characters. And that's what kind of pushed me all the way to the, the end of the show was just kind of seeing how these characters' story will unfold. Are they going to make it? Will they find sanity? Because I think a big key element of the entire story is when I was when I was thinking about reviewing the show, the best way that I could put uh, my thought process on accepting or not accepting the show is similar to uh, Village of um, Lost Village. There's certain shows, usually in horror, most definitely always in horror, that you either you either go with what they're doing or you don't. And if you go with what they're doing, you can kind of find something pretty interesting in there. And if you don't, this show is going to be trash. This show, I don't, I don't blame anybody for not going with these characters. They're obviously psychotic. They they don't make sense to us because we're not insane. And I think the writer was going for this idea that let's watch these insane people try to make sense of something. And while they don't make, you know, full formulas and complete sentences in the end, so to speak, not literally, uh, you can kind of find some kind of grasp in watching kind of this experiment go on. And that's what I found. I found this experiment and I wanted to see what this experiment would come to in a conclusion. And I, like I said, I can definitely see somebody looking at this just like Lost Village where it's like, these people are all stupid. They make no sense. This is, you know, this is try hard. This is edgy. Move on. And so that's when perfectly you're fine. the crap out of me before I get right, to right. Rachel. <laughs> you, have, you have to be willing to watch a bunch of psycho, uh, psychopaths try to be psycho. And that's the, that's the end formula. Is that something you're willing to accept? You're going to get you're going to get a clue on if you're going to be able to do that really early on because, like I said, it's probably once you pass Kathy. If you're not following it, don't bother because Kathy is about the point in which it starts to really kind of say, "Yeah, we're we're crazy. Do you want to accept this or not?" Kind of thing. And I, and I I kind of accepted it and kind of moved on from there. And what I got out of it, like I said, was this little experiment of serial mur- uh, serial killers and. Uh, people who just have really screwed up paths that they're that are letting rule their lives in psychotic ways, and seeing how they kind of bounce back and forth, even in some cases where some characters become more sane while other characters become more insane, and watching that kind of balance back and forth was was interesting enough for me to get a pretty entertaining story out of this entire thing. Was the payout worth it though? That's yeah, the question. I I think this show. You see, you, you know what I mean. Like like the the problem the pro, the biggest problem I get in putting this right next to um. There's no there's um, no there's no happy life. there's no silver bullet in the end. If that's what you mean, there's no silver bullet in the end. There there's not like it's not like suddenly everybody in this facility becomes sane and they no, walk out the door holding no. hands. It's to, nothing like that. This show accepts what they are. To me, uh, Lost Village the payoff actually did kind of outweigh what you go through to get to that because the lost village, it had um, kind of this, uh, if you can get through all of the, the The overall story of lost village was a payoff. I do agree, but I don't think the overall story of this one is, is is it's focused. That's what I I think it's focus is really in Zach and Rachel. It's focus is Zach and Rachel. There is an overlying plot, but it is like very simple. You probably get in the first couple episodes. Uh, Happy Sugar Life did not have that payoff to me. 
Yeah, and Happy Sugar Life was character as well. That 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 is similar to Angels of Death, where it's just characters and not really the overall plot line. Gotcha. Which this one makes you believe that there's an overall plot line from the beginning. It's like, where are they? What is this facility? I don't think that that aspect was very fulfilling at all. all right. My fulfillment that I got was watching Rachel and Zach. What they decided to do in the end is Zach going to kill Rachel? Because it sounds like does Rachel get some kind of redemption? Does Zach get over his past? That was my payoff in the end because I kind of liked them towards the later parts. I wanted, and it, it, it did well. It had literally like three or so episodes r- straight of them just trying to get to that exit. And it was it was engaging. I wanted to see them where they got to in the end. Because it sounds like they, 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 they there's some heavy character study in here, but I... Uh, I but again, it's not logical character study. You have to keep that in mind, though. I, I don't want anybody to come in here and think... Is this going to get into how to fix somebody who's a serial killer? Is it going to get into how to fix somebody who's uh, got serious PTSD? I mean, it gets into Rachel and how... I'll just say she... When she was young, she found the ability to make something her own is by sewing it together. So she finds a doll that's broken. She sews it and that makes it her own. And it gets really morbid with that aspect. And that was fascinating to me. Just that element of figuring out what, how her brain ticks, even though it is technically screwed up. That was my fascination. I like to see what this writer was doing with these characters. Like, again, I don't think that it being that close to a game adaptation with the very long puzzles did it any good. Because there was, there was seg- several segments that were just drawn out. It was like, what are we doing here? Like, can we move on? I, I acknowledge these flaws throughout the entire story. I just, I found this kind of fascinating thing in there that was kind of sprinkled throughout the entire thing and, and especially towards the later parts of it. Um, again, I, the only negative about the ending is that it's technically left open to interpretation. They don't give you a, a definitive conclusion as to what kind of happens in the end. They did this whole thing after the cast where they kind of throw something out there and it makes you kind of go, well, I thought this is what where it was going, but apparently not. Question mark. And so that th- I know that some people love that. I kind of like it, um, but I know there's a lot of people that just hate that kind of thing. Like they're gonna be very angry about that. I'll be very angry. So, <laughs> in the end, again, I I, I like the style of it. Um, I like this kind of uh, morbid look into the psyche and how these characters are just all screwed up and how they clash heads with each other. And that was that was my enjoyment. So if that's something you're looking for, if you're okay about characters getting a little crazy, definitely check it out. I also acknowledge that there's a there's a bit of how the hell they survive that when they literally spill buckets of blood out their body for like two episodes straight. You kind of have to <laughs> suspension disbelief there. Uh, there's a lot of suspension disbelief when it comes to the mortality of these characters, and you start to wonder again. I guess technically, if you go in with the theme of the thing, is are they angels? Are they demons are they gods there's a lot of there's a lot of religion um in this show as well so keep that in mind uh there's an element of people seeing others as kind of their idol and their god some characters believe in themselves as god and that's kind of something they kind of play off as well so there's a little bit of that i don't think it's really that deep but it does it does play with it quite a bit um especially when they get into um a certain character of the show so yeah, I found I found a lot of interesting things in it, and uh, if any of that sounds interesting to you, definitely check it out. I think I hit all of my points. I, I another negative is there are some characters that kind of uh, 
overstay their welcome. <laughs> Those characters like, why are you not dead yet? <laughs> I thought I seen one that <laughs> I was like, wait, the, why is that character there? <laughs> and then again and again and again, just go away. But again, that's, that's, that's another element of kind of interpretation. There's, there's certain aspects of the, so to speak, the, the, the rules of this environment that you kind of wonder if there is some type of supernatural at play. It is, it does leave a lot to interpretation. And that, again, that's something that some people love, some people hate. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it's a, it's a different horror. It's a different thriller for anime. And I give that its credit as well. The kind of unfortunate thing is, is that it's supposedly a show that is highly regarded by uh, female fans, and I think it's in regards to it as a romance. I do not think it is a good romance. <laughs> I, but I, I get, I guess it's just one of those things. It's, it's kind of like Servamp and stuff like that, where you kind of just have to go with. Or what was that? The um, what was that vampire show that was a couple seasons Diabolic ago? Diabolic Lovers. No, that one too, I guess, but. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of vampire shows that uh, and abusive type angsty violent shows that seems to be a huge craze for a lot of female fans. So I I can't I mean they they are cute together at times, but I'll kill you, please kill me is just not my cup of tea for it's their romance. Their way of saying I love you, I love you. Too. <laughs> See, love you to death, love you to death. Yeah. So there you go. Definitely enjoyed it. I think one of my favorite parts was probably the dollhouse, though. That was to see the kind of anger in Zach and his frustration with Kathy was was probably one of the pinnacle points. And like I said, I really enjoyed the later parts, trying to just want to see some kind of uh, happiness for some really screwed up characters that you're probably never going to get. And in a sense, you pretty much don't get. Um, yeah, Angel of Death. Check it out if you want. Um, that's that's again, or you can check out the game. I guess it's on Switch, right? Yes. Yeah. If you want a puzzle game, but uh, just keep in mind, it's RPG maker. So it's bare minimums, old school, you know, NES over top JRPG kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's all we have. Again, uh, we're at talkerspeed.com and go to the front. new and all great community top so- social media it's on the right side and all this good stuff. And you'll take care. Oos. 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 Show that you may not